Hello, everyone. Welcome to Money Minute with Margarita. We are so glad you're here with us today. Today, we are going to learn about how to stress less, prosper more, and reshape our relationships with money. Ellen Rogan is our guest, and Ellen is a money expert and financial intuitive who helps people transform their relationships with money so they can have happier, more abundant lives. I mean, who doesn't want that? Her book, Picture Your Prosperity, was a New York Times bestseller, and her work has been featured on CNBC, ABC, NPR, Time, and Oprah Magazine. Her most recent book, Messages from Money, How to Stress Less, Prosper More, and Reshape Your Relationship with Money, is receiving raves from around the globe, and we are so excited to have her with us today. So welcome, Ellen. Oh, I am so excited for our conversation today. Thank you. You're most welcome. And you know, I purchased your book. It is right here. So talk about having a relationship with money. And what do you mean by that? And how does this make a difference in our lives in business? We all have a relationship with money, whether we're aware of it or not. And money flows through every part of our lives, right? So it certainly flows through our business, our business decisions. It affects relationships we have with other people, can affect our health. And I don't, I find it a super helpful metaphor if energetically people are like, I don't really have a relationship with money. I actually believe we do. But even if this is just a helpful metaphor, If you think about your relationship with money as if it were like a romantic relationship, I love to invite people to think about how are they in that relationship? Like, are you a really good partner to money? Are you jealous or controlling? Are you just looking for a hookup with money? You know, expecting it to be there for you, but not really willing to do your part What I found over and over is when people start to look at their relationship with money and how it works in their lives, they're able to be more deliberate and take more control in really healthy ways. And this positively impacts not only their personal finances, but certainly their business. Well, thank you for that. And before we started recording, we spoke about this a little bit. Scarcity thinking and abundance thinking. What does this really mean? Yeah, I think many people have heard about this idea of scarcity and abundance thinking. Scarcity thinking, I see as fear-based. A lot of worry that people have about money lives in scarcity thinking. It's aggressive competition. So for me to win, you have to lose. There's only so much to go around. I also see this showing up for people in either envy or jealousy or also with judgment that people have. So how th- what that might look like is say something really great happens to a friend of yours and they get a promotion or a new house or a new car. Um, noticing, are you just super excited for them? Are you excited, but then judging yourself like, oh, why wasn't that me? Or sometimes we can get judgy with other people like, oh, well, that's so, they're so materialistic. It's so, that's why it's so important to them. And that's where scarcity thinking lives. It feels restrictive. Uh, On the other side, prosperity abundance thinking is expansive. It's optimistic. It's collaborative. Um, This is where generosity lives. Um, A metaphor I find helpful is uh, going with the current or against the current. 
so my husband, Stephen, about six years ago, did an Ironman competition. And I don't know if you're familiar with how Ironman work. Wait, you're, are you a triathlete, if I remember correctly? I just read, my kids know how to swim, but yes, do continue. I, I yeah, so swimming. you're a mar- do you run marathons? What I, I do run marathons, yes. Yes, yes. So um, with a, a Ironman, it's like a triathlon on steroids. So imagine before your marathon, you swam 2.4 miles and biked 120 and then ran your marathon. I mean, it's like this crazy athletic thing. So when Stephen did his Ironman, he did it in Louisville and he swam in the Ohio River and he ended up doing really, really well for his age group in the swim, better than he expected. And part of the reason that happened is because he was swimming with the current and it just makes things so much smoother. And I think of abundance thinking is like swimming with the current and scarcity thinking swimming against the current. Now, I bet we can all think of someone we know who maybe has a lot of material success, but is a scarcity thinker. So it's not that you can't do well in your business or your personal life with money and scarcity thinking. It just stinks. Like it's awful. It can be stressful. Um, It doesn't mean you have good relationships or your health is good. So why wouldn't you want to be that successful and have prosperity thinking? So well said. In other words, they're not mutually exclusive. You can have a good business and have an abundance mindset or approach money with abundance thinking. Not only is it not mutually exclusive, I think it just makes things happen with more ease and joy when you have prosperity and abundance thinking. So it's so easy to fall into fear and worry about money. I know that you are a CPA and CFP pro. Um, Why do you think it's so easy to fall into fear and worry about money? And, you know, what can we do about this? It's easy because many of us were brought up that way, like with hearing our parents worrying about money, or just if we think about what's in the media all the time, I know you know this, but um, good news doesn't really sell. (laughs) Stress about the markets and the economy, that's what keeps people glued to the TV. Somehow our brain works that we gravitate more towards the negative news. It's probably a, uh, over time, way that we have figured out how to keep ourselves safe. But the problem with being really stressed out about your money is that studies have shown, like if your back's really up against the wall about money and you're super stressed, your IQ actually drops. So you're unable to make sound financial decisions. So this isn't just that it's not good for your health or your relationships to be stressed about money. You need to have ways to lower that stress level so you can bring your best self to when you work with an advisor to help that you make good decisions or if you're doing things on your own, that you're making sound decisions and not putting yourself in a more difficult situation. So ways to get out of that stress will certainly support. I was a financial advisor for many years. I no longer do that kind of work. Um, with individuals in terms of doing financial planning for them. But I'm a big believer in getting professional advice. People who have advisors, I think, can lower their stress level and have people to talk through 
their situation with when things get scary for them, either in their own personal situation or in the world. Um, another strategy that I don't think people think about in terms of lowering stress is to have a gratitude practice. Now, lots of studies on gratitude have shown that it's almost like this miraculous thing. So even just a few minutes a day of focusing on what you're grateful for lowers our stress levels and improves our health. Grateful people make more money, which is kind of logical. You think about working with a jerk, like who wants that? And people that are grateful have other people that want to work with them. Um, and another thing that I don't think people think about as a way to lower their stress is to be generous. You and I had a conversation before we started recording about how really generosity precedes prosperity. Sometimes people say, oh, you know, when I have more money, I'll give back. I love the idea, and I know you believe in this as well, the idea of um, giving forward. Like giving before you have enough money. I'm not saying give more than you can afford to give, right? Because it has to be part of a sound financial plan. But when you loosen your grip on money, it helps you to feel more prosperous, actually. There's studies that have shown there's something called subjective wealth, that when you give money in your brain, it translates into something like, oh, I must be wealthy. That's why I was able to make that charitable contribution. Thank you for sharing. I do think that an attitude of gratitude can go a long way and we can teach these messages, you know, to our children uh, so that they are like age appropriate. So you may not know this about me. I studied East Asian language and literature and finance. I know you come from a very traditional financial background. How did you realize you could connect with the energy of money and deliver messages for people? Yeah, so I for 28 years, had a very traditional financial advisory practice, which I sold a few years back. And I think I was always very intuitive with people's money stuff, but didn't realize I was doing that. You know, I'd meet with clients and almost always after the meeting, there would be like an exhale and they would say, oh, I feel so much better. And at some level, I knew what to say in a way that they needed to hear it to have them feel better about their situation. But I had a um, experience that really like, kind of surprised me and blew me away that I was in a workshop with um, some coaches and other speakers. And one of the topics was intuition. And the facilitator had us paired, paired with someone else. And the topic of this one pairing was money. And I'm the gentleman I was paired with, his name was James, is James, and he used to think about an issue he had with money. And when he turned around, I was supposed to deliver a message. And out of my mouth came, and I will not swear on your program, but blank you for thinking you can't be spiritual and have me in your life. I don't even want to be around you. And it just like woke both of us up. Like I like to swear, but not at people I don't know and not in a professional setting. And um, he said to me, Ellen, oh my God, he, he, I'm wearing this pendant. He pulls out from under his shirt. It was the patron saint of poverty. He took off this pendant and all of a sudden I grabbed his hand and started walking alongside him. Said, oh, now I want to be with you. Now this like freaked me out a little bit. And I'm like, what just happened? And I talked to the facilitators like, oh, that's just your intuition coming through. 
So over the years, this was um, many years back, I've developed this process of really tapping into my intuitive skills to deliver messages from money for people. So I do that through journaling. And I, when I have meetings with people, I will share what the energy of money has to say to them. And what the interesting thing to me is that with my traditional background where I would do financial plans for people and help people understand at a very tactical level how to hit their goals, after these meetings, people transform. And I honestly don't understand the whole process behind it. But like, for example, James, I ran into three years later and asked him if I could share his story. We were speaking at a conference together. And he said, oh my God, yes, my whole business changed after that evening. I was like, really? And he looked different. He transformed his relationship with money from just that short interaction. So it's kind of a, a really interesting skill that I had no idea I had, or it's been really um, unleashed, might be too strong of a word, but maybe not over the last several years. Unleashed, harnessed, for sure. I mean, and I love what you said about it is truly transformational. So for anybody who is listening, they might be thinking, well, I don't have those gifts. How can I become more intuitive with my money? How can I develop these muscles and and strengthen them? Yeah, I love that you asked this because, you know, I had all these years of, of relating to money, but all of us can have intuition with money. Um, part of it is getting quiet enough to hear your own good in, intuition, your own good um, intuitive sense, because our, our minds can be so cluttered and so busy. It's like having too many programs open on your laptop. Things just don't work as well. You can't hear your own good intentions. Um, so part of it's getting quiet. Part of it is trusting what you hear. And a big part is asking. So when I give workshops, I gave one over the weekend and we did a very short meditation and I had people ask money, money, what messages do you have for me? And they just started writing. And every single person in that room got a very affirming message from money that they needed to hear. You know, now my messages don't come through where I ever swear at people anymore. But people in that room got messages like, I've got your back. I'm always here for you. Please trust that. So I I know that we all have the ability to tap into our intuition about money. And we all have the ability to do it in different ways. But you have to ask and you have to be quiet enough to hear the answers and then start to trust what you hear. So beautiful. So this is an opportunity for you to share your social media handles, the title of your book, how do we buy your book? How do people follow you and support you and your work? Oh, thank you so much. So the book is Messages from Money. As you said, how to stress less, prosper more and reshape your relationship with money. You can find that and my um, other books. Um, Picture Your Prosperity is also a really helpful book for people. Those are on Amazon. If you're interested in finding out more about your own messages from money and what money might have to say to you, you can go to messagesfrommoney.com. Well, thank you so much. My pleasure. I'm so grateful to be invited. It's really, truly been an honor.